This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all know that our mental health needs to be a priority, but what are you doing to ensure that? Personally, I've started therapy in 2020, as I have shared openly on this show, and it has made such a difference for me. I think anyone can benefit from therapy, but especially as many listeners of this podcast are special needs parents, we definitely need to take care of ourselves in order to best take care of our children. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Adventures in Autism listeners will get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash adventures in autism. That's betterhelp.com slash adventures in autism. Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 175. I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming back to listen. It has been quite a while, and I really appreciate your patience. And I've said it before, and I will say it again, just all of your support during this really rough time we've been dealing with. Um... I'll save this for the end, but I am happy to report that these last few days, things seem to be turning around. Um, I'm hesitant because <laughs> we have, we've thought before that things were turning around and ended up right back at square one. But if you listen to the last episode, which was like a month ago or over a month ago at this point, um, it was kind of part one of this panda's journey that we've been dealing with with Logan, sort of like the lead up to it and everything. Um, if you haven't listened to that one, you might want to go back and listen to it just because I, where I left off was basically like right as we were kind of starting panda's treatment, so to speak. Um, but just like a quick wrap up. So PANDA stands for Pediatric Autoimmune Neuropsychotic Disorders Associated with Strep. And basically Logan had strep throat um, in April, end of April. And sometimes with kids, even after a course of antibiotics, that strep bacteria lingers in their body. And what it can do and what it did for Logan is cause inflammation and swelling in the brain and that swelling leads to a whole host of symptoms that's where the neuropsychotic comes from um, because it really does like change your child overnight Um, so like I said the last episode I really talked about sort of like what got us to that point and then sort of the build-up to us kind of figuring out that it even was pandas um, because Again, when you have a, you know, non-speaking kiddo, I always say I'm like, we're basically just like detectives. Like we're just constantly doing our best to, you know, read all the cues that we have from Logan, look for any like physical, emotional changes in him. And that's what kind of led us to 
me and Manny to sort of deciding that we were ready to treat this as pandas. So I think where I left off on that episode of part one was talking about how I had gotten a hold of Logan's pediatrician and basically told him my theory that I thought this was pandas. And at first I did get some pushback, but thankfully he, he did agree with me after he did kind of his own research. And, um, that day I have tons of notes here. Um, that day, May 22nd, he started a, a long course of antibiotics. It ended up being about six weeks that he took the antibiotic. Um, the issue with that, so he started the antibiotic and like within a couple days, we started to see improvement. Basically the, the idea is that that antibiotic will treat any of that residual lasting strep bacteria and help just like fully clear it out of, you know, their body. So the only problem with that is that Logan was taking a uh, anti-anxiety medication that was sort of like an as-needed med. So basically when he started having anxiety, we would give him this med sort of like in the moment. Um, it was kind of akin to like a Benadryl. And I've said this before, but I don't often, I don't often use names of meds um, on the show just because I don't think it's like, I don't think it really matters because all of our kids are so, so different. Um, but just for the sake of this, because we, there's been many meds and many things are still changing. I will, I will say the names. I don't like, absolutely don't take this as medical advice or you should give these to your kids, um, at all. But Logan had previously been on, he sort of was taking like a morning medicine, a nighttime medicine, and then this as needed, um, anti-anxiety, which is called hydroxyzine. And it's somewhat akin to like a Benadryl where it just kind of helps like calm everything down. So up until this point, it really had worked well for us. But then once we started seeing this pandas flare, it didn't hold a candle to that. But so once Logan started the antibiotic, his, the hydroxyzine was actually a, like a counteractive with his antibiotic. Logan is allergic to, um, penicillin or like amoxicillin. So he was taking azithromycin, um, and hydroxyzine counteracts with that. So we had to take him off of the hydroxyzine. And at this point we had this kiddo that had more anxiety and behaviors than ever. And now we couldn't give him his anti-anxiety medicine. So, um, consulted with his psychiatrist, let her know kind of what was going on. And we decided to start him on a very low dose of Prozac. This was the first time that Logan has ever been on an SSRI. It's a totally different drug class for him. Um, so not the best time to start a new medication when his system was already haywire, but we also felt like we were just like really backed up against a corner with him having all these behaviors and massive anxiety. We knew he needed to be on something. So after we started the antibiotic, a couple days later, we started the Prozac. And like I said, we saw like the teeniest little bit of improvement. And then once we started the Prozac, just that hitting his system. And again, I think especially because he, things were not, he was so far from baseline at that point. Um, the Prozac really sent things into another tailspin. So this was like, kind of late May, we, we really struggled for a couple weeks there when the Prozac was like adjusting to his system. There was one night where he literally was up the entire night, like did not sleep at all. 
Um, and it was really rough. Just like I said, lots, lots of behaviors, hitting himself, screaming, crying. Things really were pretty rough. And then once we kind of turned to court, turned to June, we started to see a major improvement. Uh, at that point, he was out of school. It was summertime. I remember we went to, we had like a friend's birthday party in the neighborhood that was just at like a nearby park. There was going to be tons of kids there. And this was like right as Logan was like kind of starting to do better. So I was like, okay, we'll try. I'll, I'll take him and see how it goes. We were able to stay the whole time. He did awesome. I mean, he didn't, you know, participate in all the activities and whatnot that the other kids were doing, but he was super happy to be there the whole time, did great. And it was like so encouraging. Um, I will also say around this time, I started a new job. So if you've been following for a long time, you might know I am, I'm an esthetician, but I'm also a makeup artist. So I've, I've worked doing weddings, um, like during wedding season for years. I've, I've, I do kind of like my own stuff, but I also work for a company that sends me out on jobs. Um, but the wedding season is short and as my kids are like getting older, I felt like, okay, I want to kind of get back into something before, uh, COVID I was working at a spa and then shut down with COVID and I just kind of never went back and it just sort of worked out that way. But especially now, like Layla's in her last year of preschool. So after this year, I will have three kids in school full time what's that going to be like? Can't wait. <laughs> um, but I ended up just kind of randomly coming across this ad on Instagram for a photographer, like a local photographer looking for, um, makeup artist. So I actually, I put like my resume in before any of this happened with Logan. And by the time that they had called me to schedule my first interview, things were already like going downhill. So, on top of everything being like so crazy with him, I was also <laughs> in this interview process for this new job. And part of me, a large part of me, like didn't think it was a good idea for me to move forward with the job because we had so much going on. And like I said, every time I thought we were kind of like getting to a better place, we would just go right back downhill. So it was super crazy. But looking back now, I think it was such a good thing that I took the job because especially like at that point, I had so much, there was so much like craziness at home and it was like so difficult to, to deal with. I just kind of needed to like get out of the house. And if I didn't have this job that was like forcing me to get out of the house and forcing me to, you know, ask for help and have you know, my mom or my sister or Manny, like hang out with the kids, like stay with the kids when I, so I could like get out of the house. It really was like such a blessing and such a good distraction because, um, I mean, cut to now, I absolutely love my job. It's literally like a dream job. It's been so much fun. Um, the whole team is amazing. I work with all women. Like I said, they're photographers. So that I, I am doing hair and makeup for the, for the shoots, but they are also training me in photography, which is a whole new skill for me. And it's just awesome. We actually, next week we're going to Nashville to open the new studio there, which I love Nashville. I'm so excited. Um, and just like, just like, it's been like really, really such a blessing. And it just goes to show like sometimes the right things happen at the wrong times. And 
as much as I was like so stressed with everything, I'm so glad that I just pushed forward like with the interviews and with the training and all that because my schedule has, it's, it's a lot more manageable now. I'm really just working two days a week right now. But when I was training, they had flown in the, the trainer, the director of photography from Arizona a couple different weeks, like throughout June and beginning of July. So I did like a lot of training at that time. And that's when things were like just so up and down with Logan. Um, but like I said, it really was, it was such a good thing. And I'm, I'm so grateful. And I would just say as much as it's like, I think there's this idea as special needs parents. I know I certainly had it for a long time that like we we're, 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 we're stretched so thin, which is so true. That's, that's absolutely true. But I feel like there is this idea that like we can't have a job or it's like we it's too hard to find a job that's like going to work with our schedules and I'm not going to lie like it is hard and there's been many jobs I've had in the past that I'm like yeah I couldn't I wouldn't be able to do that now so I am really lucky my schedule is flexible and I'm working part-time um but I would just encourage like anybody if it's like on your mind or your heart like I'm home with these kids all the time and like I just I need a break like for me work really is that break I also like I'm really lucky I love what I do I love doing makeup. It's like, uh, you know, just kind of creative expression for me, which I love. I love making people look and feel beautiful. So I'm really blessed that I love my job. But just in general, I think it's so important. It kind of goes back to that self-care piece of like knowing when you're just burnt out and like, sure. Yeah. Like work shouldn't be <laughs> self-care necessarily, but it's like I said, it's really just like that distraction when things are hard. If you can like focus your mind on something else, even for a little bit, I think it's really beneficial. I know it absolutely has been for me. So hopefully that makes sense. If it doesn't, let me know and I'll try to explain it better. But so as all this was going on, started this new job, just craziness on top of craziness, basically. But like I said, early June, Logan was doing really well. Things were, we had like honestly like a week or so <laughs> where things were, were really, really good. And then June 7th, Layla got sick. She got it first. And at first we really didn't know. I just thought she had some kind of little bug. She had like a fever for one day and she threw up one time. That was it. Everybody else was fine. And then a few days later, Liliana got sick. She, same thing, had like a fever for one day and then threw up maybe, maybe twice. Um, and right around this time, Logan's behavior started kind of ramping back up again. We started seeing more of the anxiety. We started seeing him hitting himself again, crying, yelling, not, not as bad as it had been. Like it was sort of like this kind of like slow decline to improvement or I mean slow like upwards to improvement and then slowly back down to a decline um and we also around this time became very conscious of a wart that Logan had on his foot it's on his right foot it is a planter's wart it is directly on the ball of his foot so literally like every step he takes he's gonna step on it I know nothing about warts I thought it was a blister when I first saw it because it's it's really big it's like it's not quite dime size, but it's, it, I mean, at this point it probably is dime size because it just continues to grow and it's like protruding a lot too. Um, so Manny was the one that was like, no, I'm pretty sure that's a wart. And like I said, I've never had a wart. 
none of my kids have ever had a wart. So I wasn't really sure what to do. I kind of did like baseline research online and basically it said warts are mostly harmless and kind of go away on their own. There's home treatments. He didn't even really want us to even like look at it, let alone like put something on it. So I tried to do, I had tried these like patches with like medicine on it a couple times, like when he was sleeping and every morning it would be, he would rip it off. So it was like, I don't even know how long it was on for. Um, he was just like really hesitant to let us, like I said, really even look at it. But I decided to make an appointment to take him just to the pediatrician to, to kind of check out the wart and sort of see what they thought we could do. Um, we ended up seeing another pediatrician at the office because I guess she deals with warts there. I don't even know. Um, but she kind of took one look at Logan's wart and she was like, this is beyond, <laughs> beyond my scope. And so she sent us to, referred us to a, a, a podiatrist. This was like a whole other saga. I don't even know if I should get into all of it. Basically, we got sent to, first I got the runaround just to even get to, get, get an appointment made. And I, I, I remember because I was with my sister downtown, so I was like at appointments with her trying to take calls for this wart doctor. I kept getting numbers like, oh yeah, call this number. They'll schedule you. I would call that number. They're like, no, this isn't the right office for that. You want to call this office. And then I would call that office. No, this isn't the right office for that. I think you want this number. So finally I called the pediatrician back again. I'm like, can you guys please just like do this and, and let me know like exactly who to call or put the call in for me because I'm like, I am coming up short. So basically I made the appointment with who I thought was the right work doctor. More on that later. And right around this time, like I said, Liliana had been sick. Layla had been sick. Liliana had been sick. And then June 14th, I tested positive for COVID. I basically started having like kind of the same symptoms that the girls had. Um, I had, well, at first it started just kind of like a sore throat. I was just feeling like sore throat kind of run down. Thought it was because of stress. I'd also had, so this was, that was the 14th I tested positive. So like the 12th or the 13th, again, I was up literally all night with Logan. Like he was crying. He was screaming truly all night. I maybe got like 30 minutes of sleep total and then had to go to work the next day. So that's when work is tough. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I just, I thought I just had a sore throat from being like, you know, worn out, stressed out, whatever. But the 14th, I, I spiked a fever. So I was like, you know what? I've got some home tests. I might as well take one like just to be safe. And sure enough, it was positive. So, like I said, we had seen sort of an uptick in Logan's behaviors around the time that the girls had gotten sick. And then by the time I had gotten it, he was fully back to just chaos. And it was bad. Um, most likely because he had been kind of coming down off that first flare. That's what you call it when, when pandas has a flare, like their, you know, anxiety and behaviors kind of go back up. That's called a flare, which... It, it can be brought on by another case of strep, but it can also be just any kind of sickness can cause a flare or even like any kind of trauma if he like fell and got hurt. I've talked with like several other pandas moms and there was one mom that told me that even if her son wasn't sick, but if somebody else in the house got sick and he wasn't displaying like any kind of like sick symptoms, he could still be sent into a flare just from being around someone who was sick. It's just like such a delicate balance. 
so yeah, so I tested positive for COVID. Logan's behaviors were like back full force. The next day he had a fever. I didn't test him at that time just because I'm like, obviously he has COVID. Um, but basically that was kind of like the, the worst of it. Um, we, we sort of, we had a few days where, I mean, things were just bad. Like we were, I was really sick. Uh, thankfully Manny wasn't sick. He got sick. Like this happened last time too, like at the tail end of my COVID, then Manny got it last time when we had it in May of 2020. And then, um, same thing this time too. Like I was, and I was sick a lot shorter this time. Um, I was only sick for like maybe five days, but right as I got better that Manny got it. But thankfully he was well enough to like help take care of the kids. He was able to work from home some of those days. Um, but Logan was just like declining bad. Things were, I mean, just like getting so to the point where like, I, I was scared he had been hurting himself, but I'm like, he could really hurt himself. Cause what he was doing was like, he would sit on or stand even we have this like bench in our kitchen and he would sit on it or stand on it. And then he would throw himself onto the hardwood floor. So, I mean, like I have photos, his legs were truly just covered in black and blue bruises. And he just continued to hurt himself, even though he had these like, so he had like a combination of like fresh bruises and like healing bruises. I mean, it was just, it was so horrific to see and just heartbreaking. Again, I'm going through all this like quickly because I'm, there's so much to share and I'm trying to get through it. Um, but like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm ever going to recover from just how awful this has been and just how like, it's, it's really amazing to me how we can deal with so much and like keep going. And I know everyone listening is going to understand that, <laughs> but it was like, I, I couldn't believe how bad things were. And I was like, but life is still going like, like I still have to, you know, do all the things I need to do. And I just felt so terrible for the girls. I felt like they were, we were all just like prisoners. Like, honestly, when I, when Liliana was a baby, she was colicky and it honestly felt a lot like that. It felt like just walking on eggshells and just trying like desperately anything you can to improve the situation and just like nothing was working. So I have it in my notes here. June 17th and 18th were like our very worst days. They were just like truly I was beside myself. I, I had no idea what to do. Um, June 17th, I scheduled like a kind of emergency appointment with Logan's psychiatrist and talked to her, told her the situation. Basically I was like, we need like a Hail Mary here. We need something. And she was hesitant to start Logan on anything because he, at that point, I mean, still likely had COVID was still sick and was already dealing with all this craziness. But I was just like, we can't like, we can't go another day like this truly. So she agreed to start him again at a very low dose of the med Abilify, 
which Logan has never taken Abilify before, but he has taken a med in that same class. It's actually a neuropsychotic, uh, or it's actually a, a antipsychotic is what, what that drug is, Abilify, um, which made sense when she suggested it. Because again, like I had said, Pandos is a neuropsychotic, like autoimmune disorder. So I was like, okay, antipsychotic sounds like it would probably be a good thing for us. And like I said, so we started that really low dose that day, um, the 17th and the, the 18th was still like a really rough day. I literally was just like praying. I remember I, I put up a really sad post on Instagram and asked people to pray. And I had a, I mean, I was just like, I, I was, I felt like we were at rock bottom. That's really how it felt. Um, but after just like a couple days of that Abilify and honestly, just like everyone praying for Logan, the 19th, June 19th, like things really seemed like they were improving. Logan was doing a lot better. That was actually Father's Day. And we were we didn't do anything because Manny was still kind of recovering from COVID. We all were. And Logan was obviously still having a hard time. But we were able to have like just kind of a nice Father's Day at home. Like no, Logan did not have any episodes or any major episodes. Um, and it just felt like, oh my God, like we can breathe. And that was such a gift after a couple days of like true hell. Um, so then just a couple days later, we had like a follow-up with Logan's pediatrician to kind of go over like our plan going forward because he was not, he's not a pandas expert. He was not super comfortable in like long-term treatment for pandas, depending on what kind of route we wanted to take. So basically he had said at that appointment, he's like, I think at this point Logan had been on had been on the um the med, the antibiotic for like six weeks. And he was like, I th- I think we can take him off of the antibiotic. I think we can like slowly or no, not even slowly that one because was he was kind of on a half dose anyway, so it was okay. Um but he was like, I'm I'm comfortable to use this pandas is like a working diagnosis but he was like if there's any kind of further treatment other than antibiotics going forward he's like I think then you're gonna have to go see somebody else who's like more of a specialist we already made this appointment with an immunologist at the time it was in August we were scheduled out like many many weeks um so I knew we were gonna see this immunologist like regardless. So I was really hoping that Logan's doctor could just kind of like get us to that appointment and we could just like bide our time until we we got to that appointment. Which he he kind of did, but basically that day he was like, unless he tests positive for strep, I don't want to put him back on an antibiotic. Um he didn't feel comfortable doing like steroids. There's some kind of infusion treatments you can do for for pandas, which at that point I wasn't that's not really what I wanted either. Um, so we sort of agreed like, okay, this is kind of where we're at. Um, and basically he's like, I'm going to take you as far as I can, as far as I feel comfortable, but you know, we're, we're probably going to need to call in the bigger guns at some point. And like I said, I was just hoping we could get to this immunologist appointment. So again, we had like a couple days at that point, you know, been a few days, maybe a week of things being okay. Um, Logan was able to go back to summer school. So he had like technically been in summer school, like all of June, but he really had only gone like a handful of days because he 
I mean, obviously COVID, but then also like just all of his flares and symptoms were so bad. I was not going to send him to school, especially because it was summer school. This is a team that's like not as familiar with him, but he was able to go back for a couple days. And then on June 23rd, I'm sorry, June 28th, this was five days after his appointment that we'd gone to where his doctor was like, okay, we're not, I'm not really comfortable doing much more. Um, five days after that, Logan got sick again. They called me from school and said that he was having a really hard time. He was upset and that he had a fever. So I lost it. I started crying. I called Manny. I was just like, we are missing something. Like, I don't know how this poor kid is getting sick so often. And it's like, every time he has a sickness, it sends him into another flare. And I just felt like, I mean, I've been at the end of my rope so many times throughout this whole journey. But again, it's like, I, I just like kept falling like further and further into rock bottom. So I called Logan's pediatrician, got him an appointment for that afternoon. I remember like I went and picked him up from school. I went and picked up my sister from her place in the city that so she can come back with me to babysit because like Manny had to work. My mom was working. I mean, just like so much craziness. Thankfully, my neighbor had she like switched her days for pickup for Liliana because she was also in summer school. Just so much craziness. Um, so I take Logan to that appointment and I, he basically was like, okay, we'll, we'll do a strep test and see. And he's like, if the strep tests come back positive, then we'll do another course of antibiotics. But he's like, let's just wait and see. And he's like, I'm also going to test for a couple of like respiratory viruses and COVID. And again, so this was June 28th. So this was like two weeks after we had tested positive for COVID. So the last time we had COVID uh, in May of 2020, Logan was still testing positive all the way through September, um, which is when he'd been, he was in the hospital is how I know that. And he was hospitalized and he was still testing positive, but it was like still the remaining case, which was like the longest they'd ever seen somebody test positive, but COVID is crazy. So I had said to Logan's doctor, I'm like, I'm really nervous to test him for COVID because I'm like, he, the last time we had COVID, he tested positive for months. And I was like, you know, we have this like wart doctor appointment coming up and like what not. Like I just knew I was like, if he tests positive, it's going to throw a wrench into everything. And his doctor assured me, he was like, no, no, don't worry. Like I'll let them know. Like if he tests positive now, it's just like the kind of like standing case that you guys are outside of your, your 10 day, um, quarantine window. Like it'll be fine. And I was like, okay, sounds good. So during this time, we'd also, like I said, we had made an appointment with the the wart doctor. And then when we got pot, we got tested positive for COVID. I called them and said, Hey, we have COVID. I'm going to have to reschedule. I tried to make it a zoom appointment. Of course they wouldn't do that. So we had to reschedule it for like the 10 days out since we had it. So initially that appointment was supposed to be like, I think it was supposed to be even like, so I tested positive on like a Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. It was supposed to be that Friday. Um, but we ended up having to reschedule it for June 20. June 24th. So this was, no, that's not right. Maybe it was. I don't even know. I'm getting my dates mixed up. But anyway, like end of June, we were supposed to go, go to the war doctor. So, oh no, no, that is true. Because then when I, when I saw Logan's doctor, we had already had to, had to reschedule it. So we had gone to that doctor on June 24th. 
Um, this was like right, right before Logan got sick again. So it was the right after we took Logan to that like follow up appointment with his pediatrician. Sorry, so many appointments, I'm getting my dates mixed up. But basically, they sent us after all that of like trying to figure out the right doctor to go to for this wart. They ended up sending us to this podiatrist. He again takes one look at Logan's foot and he's like, "Yeah, that's really big." And just with his you know, challenges and whatnot. He's like, he's really going to have to be put under and have it surgically removed, which I was expecting him to say, cause that's what the pediatrician had said. Um, and he was like, but unfortunately I don't do that. So I'm going to have to refer you to my, one of my colleagues. And I'm just like, why are we here? Why did we come here? This is after I had like begged them just to help me get this appointment with the right doctor. And then we had to schedule it out like 10 days so I mean this whole saga has just been like everything has been like stretched to the limits so yeah when Logan's doctor wanted to do the COVID test I was worried because I knew we had this appointment coming up with the correct doctor for the wart and I was like oh gosh is this gonna like throw a wrench into things and he's like don't worry like I'll put a note in the chart it'll be fine so literally the next day Logan's COVID test comes back positive. Surprise, surprise. Everything else was negative. So the the strep test was negative. Um, things kind of hit the fan at this point because, again, Logan's behaviors were, like, back up. So I really wanted to put him back on the antibiotic, but his, his doctor was refusing to because his strep test was negative. And even though I was telling him, like, he can have a pandas flare just from being sick. It doesn't have to be being from, from strep only. And he was like, okay, this is where, you know, I just don't feel comfortable prescribing him the antibiotic. And I was like, okay, so what you're saying is like, you can't help us. And he's like, I guess that's where we're at. So I was very upset. I was pissed. Um, I did the best I could and was just coming up short. So I ended up calling another specialist kind of in our area that I sort of had in the back burner because I've been, I'd been told about him from a couple of other pandas moms. And initially, um, he said he wouldn't take on Logan as a patient because Logan has autism. And basically he could explain all of these pandas kind of symptoms as just typical autism behaviors, even though I was telling him, no, I know my kid and these are not typical behaviors for him. So I kind of fought with them a little bit and they ended up agreeing to take Logan on as a patient. But <laughs> in the meantime, before they did agree, I had called Logan's doctor or left a message and just said, okay, um, Dr. K won't take Logan as a patient. So what should we do? Because you're saying that you can't help us. This new doctor is saying he can't help us. What should we do? So what he did, thankfully, to be nice, was he were, he called the immunologist that we were supposed to see in April and they were able to move that appointment up like a couple weeks. Not amazing, but something we're actually going this Friday to the immunologist. Um, but yeah, he was able to move that up a little bit. And then he also referred us to a GI doctor. GI stuff has kind of been on the table like this whole time, just as something that could be like a, a contributing factor, um, just because Logan had been dealing with like some constipation issues and also just like some random nausea, like throwing up when he had the fever that day at school, after I picked him up, we came home and like right before we were going to the doctor, he did throw up. Um, so GI, not a bad idea, like 
really for any time, but especially right now, because kind of like his wart, I don't think his wart is, you know, causing these issues, but do I think it's contributing to it? Probably. And same thing with the GI stuff. Do I, I don't think it's causing these issues, but is it contributing to it and upsetting him and uncomfortable? I'm sure it is. So I'm just like, let's do whatever we can to help this kid. If this sounds chaotic listening to it, trust me, it was like five million times more chaotic as it was happening. So I don't even know where I left off here. But yeah, so I was fighting with his doctor. He called the immunologist. He also, we got this appointment with the, uh, the GI doctor also for a couple weeks out at that point. And then during this time too, I was able to get the appointment with, um, with the, the specialist, which I ended up canceling because the reason why I didn't call this guy to begin with is because he is, um, it sounds like he's a little out there, which is fine from what I've heard. Um, he has a really specific protocol he does with a lot of his patients, but the main thing is he doesn't take insurance and basically just to like get him just to get Logan in the door for him to see Logan was going to be $650 out of pocket. Not that I wouldn't pay that. I would. But once Logan's pediatrician told us, okay, I I got you this GI appointment, moved up the immunologist appointment, I was like, all right, I'm going to put this guy on the back burner again. <laughs> so I canceled that appointment. So at this point, we're just kind of like biding our time, like trying to to get Logan to these appointments. Um, and things just continue to be like really up and down. It wasn't as bad as it had been at like the rock bottom. But once Logan got over that, that other virus, um, like after we had COVID, just up and down, like some days were okay. I would say at that point we started to see, I would say that it was more manageable. Like the episodes weren't as long lasting and they weren't as intense, but they were still definitely there. I put up a post just a couple weeks ago kind of like two pictures of Logan in the same day, like really just a couple hours apart. One, he's like happy, smiling. We were outside playing in the pool, doing great. And then a couple hours later, really kind of out of nowhere, just had starts crying and is so upset, like inconsolable. And like, that was really like how things were for a few weeks there. Like it was just very up and down and all my, my friends and people would text me or ask me, how's Logan? And I'm like, it's just really up and down. Like, it's just really hard to say or I would have friends try to make plans and I'm like, okay, it really just depends on how Logan's doing. If he's doing well, yes, we'll come. If not, it's not going to happen. So we were just kind of like in limbo. Um, that was like kind of all through like the end of June, early July, July 8th, we were able to get in to the GI doctor. She was really understanding. Um, again, she didn't think that like these, the GI issues could be causing Logan's, you know, episodes, but could definitely be contributing to it. So we did do, um, a stool test, which is something that's kind of like I've wanted to do with him for quite a while. Um, just looking for like different bacterias and blood in the stool kind of stuff. Um, all that came back negative, which is, is good, but again, not, not all that helpful. She did say that she kind of wants us to take she wants us to take constipation off the table. So like we've seen with Logan, like he kind of can go through like these bouts of like where he's regular and everything's fine. And then he'll go through these sort of constipation periods where he maybe won't go for like two, three, four days at a time. And that we don't want him to be like that. So 
what she had encouraged is just for him to take a daily magnesium supplement, uh, which is something he's taken in the past. Magnesium is great. It's also like naturally supposed to be kind of like stress relieving and calming. Um, so he takes a gummy now. He takes literally one a day and he's been regular since doing that. Um, and things have been starting to improve. So I don't know if that, again, is contributing to it. And then just a few days later on July 11th, we went to the correct wart doctor and she saw Logan, was able to schedule his surgery. That was like kind of a whole other sort of saga with that because again, he had this positive COVID test and I'm still honestly not sure how this is going to shake out. His surgery is scheduled for August 16th, but basically you're supposed to do a COVID test 72 hours before surgery. And if it comes back positive, then you have to schedule it not just 10 days out, but for surgery, they make you do it 20 days out. So initially this is kind of what they were telling me, even though he had, he'd had this positive test through his pediatrician just a few weeks prior. And they know that people do test positive for, you know, weeks or sometimes months after, um, again, just many phone calls, many back and forth. At this point, they're telling me that he will not have to do another COVID test before the surgery. They will just use that positive and kind of count that going forward. So that was one thing. And then they also wanted to schedule a, a pre-op appointment, which I was like, we were just at the pediatrician for like his physical. Can we use that? And they were like, oh yeah, that probably should work. And they call back and they're like, no, we have to do an actual pre-op appointment. So I'm trying to like condense these and consolidate these appointments because at this point, Logan definitely does have like some medical anxiety going on. He used to not care at all when we went to the doctor and now he definitely is more nervous and that can for sure like just send him into an episode. Um, so we do have to go for this pre-op appointment, um, in a couple weeks. And then, yeah, the surgery is scheduled for August 16th, which is actually supposed to be his first day of school. So he'll probably end up missing like at least the first week of school. Um, I don't really know exactly what's going to happen. I think this surgery is going to make things worse before it's better because he is going to have like this huge gaping wound, like basically a hole where this wart is and we're going to have to keep it wrapped and soak it. And I don't think he's gonna be able to walk on it, but we really, we just have to get rid of it because he is super uncomfortable. He walks on like the side of his foot. He can't even like put pressure on it. We went to the Sox game a couple weeks ago and it was really fun, but the kids were kind of getting ants in their seats and they wanted to walk around. And then as soon as we're walking around, poor Logan and his foot is hurting. So it's just like, we have, there's been a lot of stuff that we have not been able to do this summer, not just because of pandas and whatnot, but because of so many, so many factors. So I'm ready to get it done. I don't know. Again, I think it's going to be worse before it's better, but ready to just kind of move forward with that. Um, basically, so Logan, this whole time, again, still very up and down and really just like last week, kind of like starting Friday, like over the weekend, maybe Thursday too, he was, he was doing better. Um, we've started to see an improvement and like these last couple days, it's honestly, it's felt like I've ha I have Logan again. Like he's been happy. He's been outside pretty much all day, like kind of in and out of the pool and out of the swing, jumping on the trampoline, just like doing all the stuff that he really enjoys. 
Um, and it feels amazing. I will say we also were starting to have issues. Um, there was some changes in the office at his psychiatrist and we, even though we had started like the Prozac and Abilify and whatnot, um, we, we were without the meds. We, we were not able to get a refill when we were supposed to. And so Logan went like a week or so without the, 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 the Abilify and, and the Prozac. And again, like we're in a better spot now. So I actually, I have another follow-up with her either tomorrow or the day after. Um, and I think I'm going to see what she thinks, but I, I, I would rather keep him off those meds if he doesn't need them, if he's doing well. Um, because really like all we've been giving him is like his morning and nighttime medicine. And he's, he's been so much better these last few days. Like I can't even explain what a huge relief it is to just see him smiling and acting like himself. It's crazy. Like when we were in these like really bad times, like I would look at him and like truly I, I couldn't even recognize him. Like it was like, I knew Logan was like still in there, but he was just like a different kid. I don't even know how to describe it. So that kind of catches up to speed. That's where we are now. Like I said, we're going to the immunologist on Friday. I know she's going to want to do a ton of labs. Um, there's also some labs that his GI doctor wanted to do that she said, let's just wait and do those at the same time so we won't have to get poked a bunch. Um, but she wants to do some some blood work for her side of things and then that's kind of what we're going to do with the immunologist and sort of just like talk about everything. She is, um, a kind of a local pandas expert. I was referred to her by another pandas mom who I had spoken to. Um, and then when I was actually just recently the pediatrician with Liliana, cause she wasn't feeling well, I was talking to Logan's like main pediatrician because the one who we had been dealing with was kind of like just another one at the office, but he was sort of the one we had been dealing with this whole time with all the panda stuff because his other pediatrician was on maternity leave. But anyway, his main pediatrician, she has another patient who has pandas. And I told her, I'm like, yes, we finally have this immunologist appointment coming up. And she was like, oh, are you seeing Gina? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so her other patient who, who I, I have no idea who they are, um, that has pandas, they see this, this same, the same doctor and she had great things to say about her too. So I'm really hopeful and I'm so encouraged just these last few days seeing how Logan has been. But, um, of course it's like now he's doing better and we finally have this appointment that we've been like waiting and waiting for. Um, but just going forward, hoping that we can like have kind of a better game plan and just more info. I mean, I just have felt like we have been, up shit creek without a paddle basically <laughs> these past like several months at this point um a couple like just major takeaways that I I'm just like honestly amazed by I just can't believe like how hard this is I I feel like I've been honestly kind of naive to like the medical side of things for a long time because even though Logan has autism and, you know, we've dealt with our fair share of shit. <laughs> um, this, this is like a whole new ball game. And I, like, I thought I was a strong advocate before, but like, I have had to just brush up on my advocacy skills, like tenfold. It's 
crazy how, I mean, how many doctors and phone calls and paperwork, like, I mean, it's, it really does kind of remind me of like the early days, like when Logan was first diagnosed, not only in like just the actual work that goes into it, like all the appointments, the paperwork and the phone calls and all that. But just like the emotional side of things, like I, I really had to like take time to kind of like process and grieve and feel feelings when Logan was diagnosed with autism. And then now with pandas, I've had to do that again, which is like surprising to me because I felt, I felt like I was so bulletproof <laughs> after dealing with, um, just the initial autism diagnosis and like getting to this much better place. And I'm like, Oh wow. Like we're just trucking along. Everything's good. And it was like, I, that truck like hit me <laughs> and it's been just so, so wild to be like going through this kind of like in a different way, but again, and, and then even more so, cause it's like dealing with like this medical side of things. I'm so disheartened by the whole medical system. I know like there's so many protocols and things in place that like procedures you have to follow, but it's just so frustrating when you, all you want to do is help your kid. And it's like, I had the ER doctor. I had the, the, the specialist. I had Logan's pediatrician, like so many of these doctors that like I wanted to believe were like helping us and on our side like, it just felt like they let us down. And if you listen to the last episode, I was, like, praising the pediatrician because he'd been so helpful. But it was, like, and I, and I get it. Like, he's not an expert. And we got to the point where he had to hand us off. I get it. But just to feel, like, so alone and, like, you, all you're trying to do is help your kid and, like, these people that are supposed to be there to help you are not helping you and, like, making it harder for you. And then it's, like... I don't even think I went into all of it with, so with like the wart doctor, we had to reschedule that appointment because Logan did have the positive test, even though his pediatrician had said, oh, I'm going to put it in the system that it's an old test. They wouldn't accept that. So we still, we had to push it out, even though at that point we'd already been to the wrong doctor. We'd already pushed out that appointment. So it was just like, you know, this poor kid like can barely walk on his foot and is dealing with a whole other mountain of issues. And I can't even get him into see the right doctor for the stupid wart. Like it was just like so many things, like everything was just like piling up. And I always say when it rains, it pours. It's very true. All right. I don't want to sound like I'm just like bitching this whole episode, but thanks for listening to me vent. Um, so basically that's where we're at. I have had some questions come up from people. Um, a lot of people have asked like if we're looking into functional medicine and basically like I've been waiting for this immunologist appointment, but if, if we don't get some answers here or like a clear plan forward, functional medicine is like my next road to go down. Again, most of the functional medicine doctors don't take insurance. So I'm just kind of like hoping that we can, you know, see somebody who would take insurance <laughs> before we do that. Um, I also had somebody ask like if we're doing more kind of like natural treatments, or kind of more traditional medical treatments. And we've sort of done a, a combo of both. Um, like I had mentioned, the the mom that referred me to this immunologist that we're going to see, she gave me a lot of good info and told me a lot of the stuff that they've done for her son who has had pandas for years now. And they've been on this journey a lot longer than we have. Um, so I did at that point, we tried a few different like kind of supplements and 
stuff like that. There's one called um, NAC, which is like supposed to be just like a really strong antioxidant that it's all kind of anecdotal for, for pandas treatment. Um, but we were trying that for a while. We have him on a, um, what's it called? A, um, I can't think of the word. The tummy thing. Anti, there's not anti, probiotic. <laughs> like I know it's something. Um, I had to get him like a really specific probiotic because a lot of probiotics contain the strep bacteria. Cause again, it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, if you have a little bit, your body can fight it. But for, you know, a kiddo with pandas, we don't want strep coming anywhere near. So I had to do a ton of research and find this like very specific, um, pandas approved probiotic and all sorts of stuff like that. So, I mean, like we're kind of doing a combination of, of both. Um, I, I will say, during like the really bad times when Logan was having like the most anxiety, um, we did use some herbal treatments. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and that was the only thing that was like really helpful because nothing else, nothing else was helping. Um, so yeah, we've done like kind of a combo of both. And it, at this point, it, he's really like not needing anything like truly knock on wood I'm so scared I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and he's gonna be like back <laughs> back to his uh his, his episodes because I am saying this now in the podcast that he's doing well but we are we don't want to give him anything that is unnecessary so at this point he's on the couple meds that he has been on for months and months now that worked really well before all this panda stuff. Um, and I'm hoping we can just kind of keep him on that for the time being. So that's, I think that's it. If you have any more questions, let me know. I've talked to many of you who are also suspicious that your child might have pandas. I think there probably are many more kiddos that have it than we know, but unfortunately there is just not enough research. There's not enough doctors that know about it. So, if you're in that boat and you especially like I've talked to some of you have said like you have brought this to your doctor's attention and they're still not like listening, just like keep pushing, keep fighting. I know it is really exhausting and hard, um, but seeing the state that Logan was in was just not acceptable to me. And I didn't care who I pissed off or whose toes I was stepping on like. I was going to do my damnedest to help him, even though a lot of times my help was not helpful. I was just like, I had to keep doing something because I just could not see him declining like that. And I could not accept that like, this is how things were going to be. So that's where we're at now. I'm sure I will continue to update. I said this last in the last episode, but again, just with everything going on with, with Logan we, now we have like back to school around the corner. He's going to have his surgery. I do have this job. Um, I'm not planning to do like regular episodes for the time being. Hopefully at some point that will kind of pick back up. But I will kind of pop in here and there and give updates where I can. Um, again, just thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. I really am so thankful for this community and just all of your support um, I shared this last time, but if you follow me on Instagram, probably notice I've been pretty quiet there. If you want to follow, I have a personal account that I just made public when I did that last episode. 
Um, not that I post like a ton and it, it's honestly mostly like stupid stuff <laughs> I post, but if you want to follow me there, I'm a little more active there these days than I am on Adventures in Autism. Um, and that's just Megan.Caranza on Instagram. And I think that's it. So again, thank you for being patient. Thank you for listening. If you have any other questions for me, let me know. Um, after we go to this appointment on Friday, I will try to give an update at some point in the somewhat near future. I'm keeping things real vague. Um, but that is all. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for all the prayers for Logan. We really have felt them, especially, like I said, at that like point where we hit rock bottom and I put up that really sad post and I had so many people messaging me prayers and commenting prayers and like within a day or so it, it seemed like the clouds were parting and Logan was doing so much better and I just I I thank all of you so much for that because I really just think God heard us and I I can't say thank you enough so thank you for keeping him in your prayers and all of us appreciate it so much and that is all for now so until next time take care mm-hmm.